0: You know, as most popular music is in 4 4 time, and Advent comes along and it's 3 4 or it's 5 8. And it makes me pay attention and think about things in a different way.
1: Welcome to the Fresh Expressions Podcast Season 4. I'm calling it the Holiday Edition. I'm your host, Heather Gelod. I'm a local pastor and a cultivator of Fresh Expressions, new faith communities that strive to reach new people in unexpected places. Season four will help you reimagine how you can leverage the fall season and the winter holidays to reinvigorate your church's relationship to your neighborhood and community. If you love this podcast, we hope you'll check out more. Head over to FX Connect, an online community of church leaders who are reaching new people in new places and access our entire library of practical and inspiring training materials. You can register for free today at fxconnectus.org. And if you've benefited from this podcast, you can help us spread the word. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or just share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. Well, we are back with the Fresh Expressions podcast and we are moving through the holiday season uh, and we are at the season of um, Advent and Christmas and Epiphany, all of these liturgical seasons um, that we are familiar with to some degree in the inherited church, depending on your tradition. I know that's a little different in different traditions. Um, however, we have um, someone here that I think uh, uh, has a, a wonderful um background in the liturgical traditions his phd is in the liturgical (laughs) and in in liturgy and so i think that um without without further ado i will uh, allow john davis to introduce himself to you although you are probably familiar with john from our fresh expressions and dinner collective world Um, john it's so good to have you here on the podcast today welcome yes welcome yes
0: it's great to be here (laughs) great to see you heather Always, always enjoy these kinds of moments that we get to share. So, yeah, I've um, I'm on Fresh Expressions staff. I've been doing that for a little over five years now, which has been a wonderful, exciting journey. But before that, um, I was a director of a conference center, and then I was a, I planted an Episcopal church. I'm an Episcopal priest, and mm-hmm. as you as you kind of alluded to, my uh, doctoral studies are in liturgy and worship specifically, and and so I've spent a lot of time thinking about. Those kinds of things. It's just, I can't help myself. You know, when I go visit a church, <laughs> it's just like you know. Now that I'm, I'm at sort of you know evaluating everything that people are doing. I just can't stop mm. it, but I love it. I, I really do mm-hmm. think that God's given us some rhythms and some cadence for us to be able to navigate life with, and I think you know liturgy is uh, is part of that.
1: Yeah, and I think that you know. Even folks that aren't familiar with the liturgical seasons or haven't come up in a tradition with the liturgical seasons, when um, when they learn more about them or even, you know, during these particular seasons of the year, Advent and Christmas and Epiphany, um, there is such a love for for those seasons. And I think people are really drawn to them. So, you know, the conversation that we're having is really about, um, you know, how that informs a lot of the practices and the postures of our inherited churches as well as uh, perhaps some of the things that we do in our uh, fresh expressions of church so um, if you would kind of like lay the groundwork for us a little bit and we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about what that could look like in our own context
0: Sure sure well I'll, sort of one way to look at this is that that we can sort of break the church calendar into different segments but this segment of Advent Christmas and Epiphany are really tied together and yeah. it's, we would refer to it as a cycle of light. And that Mm -hmm. is that we, you know, it starts in Advent. The people who've sat in darkness have seen a great light. And so that's sort of the beginning theme. And so light begins to dawn in the Advent season. That's why, you know, some folks might, probably most people are familiar with an Advent wreath. And the idea Mm -hmm. is that we light a candle each week. It gets a little brighter and such until finally we come to Christmas, which is the light of Christ coming into this world. And then epiphany is the manifestation of the light. To the world, and so it gets brighter and brighter and brighter, and and so you could sort of say that we we long for in Advent, and we we witness it in Christmas, and we manifest this Mm -hmm. light uh, into the world, and so that's kind of a basic understanding of of this these three seasons that are linked together. You know, we'll, we may be, who knows, maybe we'll do one next on Lent, Easter and uh, Pentecost yeah, because yeah. It, it's a different cycle. I'll just throw a, a little teaser out there. It's a cycle of life. And mm-hmm. um, so we could talk about that another time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I I love, I think Advent has become one of my favorite seasons because it leads to Christmas. And, you mm-hmm. know, we all have those kinds of Christmas memories probably. And maybe some for folks that's not all that great. You know, a lot of folks are doing Services these year, you might have done these, um, a blue Christmas, helping yeah. folks sort of navigate it if yeah. they've got some pain or loss. Or a
1: longest night. Yeah, yeah
0: those yeah. kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it's, but I think the main thing is that, that. so we'll talk about Advent, is a season of longing. It's yeah. filled with hope and expectation. And Which to a that, degree yeah.
1: is kind of like a, a, um, paradoxical to an in, in a sense in um, kind of how the world uh, uh approaches christmas right especially with our retailers who are playing christmas music in um uh in october uh, right. and christmas decorations are out and i think that you know i mean for me I, I can be a little crazy and be like we're not allowed to listen to any christmas music <laughs> right?
0: right until
1: after thanksgiving at least right but still we're in the season of at. Ad- that's literally when the season of advent starts right so
0: Right. And there, you know, when you think about it, there's, you know, there are a few hymns in Advent that are uh, sort of that are classic Advent, specifically O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which yeah. is an Advent longing that really tells the sort of uh, salvation story of and salvation history in that one mm-hmm. hymn. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite hymns is Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Yes. I and mean, that's that's a, just a classic one for me that I I kind of go to. And it speaks to this hope, and this longing. And another way to understand it is that Advent focuses on the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. If, as far as the season is prepared, is, as we prepare to celebrate His first coming, we are setting our hope, our expectation on the manifestation of the kingdom of God in the second coming of Christ. And so so that's why we, we have this kind of longing. And, and some of the voices that we hear uh, in Advent, are like Isaiah and John the Baptist and Mary, but those what we hear mm-hmm. and what we read lots of times are so the assigned texts. If you're d- using the lectionary uh, uh, for your readings and such for for right. services, is um, this idea that that the kingdom is coming, and mm-hmm. and we should have set our hope on it and on the consummation of the kingdom of God into this world and when Christ mm-hmm. returns and. And that's that's good. That's really the heart of good news in so yes. many ways.
1: Yes, and and I was going to say the other the other Advent hymn that comes to mind for me is in the bleak midwinter, yeah. and that one like really resonates with me because um, I confess, and I think you know if if we can all get there, I confess that I wrestle with a uh, maybe a, a seasonal depression, uh, the the darkness of winter, and um, I think it it can so much inform our faith in the, 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 uh, the, Christ journey and, um, our journey with Christ, uh, and that the light is getting brighter. I know once I get past that longest night, that the, the most hours of darkness, I feel right. like I can take a breath again, right? The light is coming, the light is coming, the light is coming. Um, and it speaks so much to this expectation and anticipation, um, this time of preparation that Advent yeah. is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It makes me, you may, You remind me, I've done some work with the Inuit people in the Arctic, uh, in the mm. diocese of the Arctic, in Yellowknife in the Northwest Territory. And um, it's interesting just to, because I've stood under that dark sky in yeah. winter, and um, and yet in the midst of that darkness, I've witnessed the Northern Lights. Yeah. And it's almost like, what an incredible, spectacular kind of thing that even mm. in the midst of this utter darkness, God paints the sky and it's like the heavens declare his glory in that moment. It's, and it's really, I would say this, that's what we were created for, to be in his presence. I was, as I was thinking about our conversation, I was thinking about, I was reminded of transfiguration, you know, mm. in that moment. And because it's really a glory moment of Christ, you know, it's almost like he unzips his flesh for just a moment and, mm. and, and the disciples get to witness his glory yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of times we give Peter a hard time. And this is one of those times where he kind of uh, It actually says in one of the translations, the best way to translate it is it says Peter not knowing what to say, then said. <laughs> and yeah. it's just we <laughs> give him a hard time because he'll, he'll, he'll kind of like just sort of blurt things out. And this one, he goes, let's build three tents and let's stay here.
1: Yeah. And for
0: years, I've given Peter a hard time. And then about a year or two ago, when I was thinking about it, you know what? Peter got it Right. Mm. This is what we were made for.
1: Mm. We were made Mm.
0: for the glory presence of God Mm. and to be in that presence. That is our true destination. That is our true home. And and I think the thing is that, you know, lots of times we lose that amidst all the flurry of activity of Christmas parties and gifts, you know, shopping Mm. for gifts and uh, doing all the things that we do kind of, you know, getting ready for Christmas you know the uh you know uh, some folks uh you know in my home uh, growing up my mom was baking cookies for months, for weeks on end you know cuz <laughs> she That sounds made, familiar. Yeah, yeah, she she had them, you know she made like 15 or 20 different kinds of cookies mm-hmm. and, uh, that were there and that was always something very special about uh Christmas you know when we when we had those kinds of family traditions in those moments but Advent really is this time of preparation. It's a time mm-hmm. of really preparing our hearts, our minds. You know, and we, like I said, we have these voices of Isaiah and John the Baptist and Mary that are really speak to us. Isaiah gives us pictures of the ministry of the Messiah, God's mm-hmm. anointed one who comes to redeem and save, to heal and make whole, to deliver, to reconcile to make all things new. And we get those images of, of, the, of how, why Jesus came and, and the ministry of the Messiah among, among us. And John cautions us to make ourselves ready to repent uh, and turn away from sin, to prepare our hearts, and, and in a sense, to prepare the way of the Lord in mm-hmm. so many ways. And these are voices that we need to hear. And, and one of the ones I've come to appreciate in the last few years, especially, is Mary. You know, she is called Theotokos which yes. is a Greek for the one that bears God. Right. She God bears bearer, God, yes. yeah, the God bearer and such. And, and she bears Jesus into this world. And I would say that we in Christ, those of us that are you know, following Jesus, doing the best that we can to be his disciples and, and such, we, uh, we have these same three ministries. We're given mm-hmm. these same three things. We are to proclaim the ministry of the Messiah to illustrate this new thing. That God is doing mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. We are to prepare the way of the Lord. Uh, we are to make straight his paths in the world and to be an avenue, if you will, let our own lives be an avenue. And I, I really think about this is that we are to bear Jesus into the world ourselves. We, are, we become theotokos mm-hmm. in that moment. In the same way that Jesus takes on human flesh in his incarnation, he now clothes himself in us and we bear the presence of Christ to, to lost and broken people. And those are the things that when we can begin to sort of, you know, wrap our minds around the fact that those same ministries, Isaiah, John and Mary, become our ministry as well. I'm reminded Mm -hmm. of that in Advent is that Mm -hmm. it just is this calling in a sense to to long for and hope for the kingdom of God. But it's going to be that it would be manifest, but it would be manifest in and through me as a follower of Jesus.
1: It it's so um, it, it is such a powerful uh, thing to consider. You know, Mary
0: yeah.
1: as the the Theotokos and the God bearer. Um, when I think about you know having given birth to two of my own children, when I think about the preparation that led to that, the expectation that led to that, I think um, you know. It, whether you've had your had your own biological children or adopted children, the expectation, the anticipation, the preparations um, that you um, that you make uh, and the the room that you make in your life. Um, I think it was Barbara Brown Taylor that um, talked about um, I, I've shared a little story that she told before and um in uh, a a Christmas Eve sermon and friends that had to make room for their new child. And and there were things that happened along the way that um, they, the the husband could not, did not even consider that he could um, give up his library for his child to have a room. Mm. (laughs) Let's put him in a drawer. (laughs) But I mean, it definitely speaks to the things that can clutter our lives that we can't even see. Um, Potentially that, um, that need to be done or removed or prepared or Mm -hmm. made, you know, made room for. And, um, and so, you know, so I, I just wonder, John, like in different contexts that you've been in, like how do we invite people to into this preparation when we live in a world that is everything now, everything instant, everything right? Like right away, like there, is there any anticipation or expectation that, that we, um, like, how do we foster a even a, a a place where that can happen in people's lives? Right. <laughs> what does that look like?
0: Well, I think it looks differently in different traditions and such. I mean, yeah. another way to, as you're sort of describing that, some of that, Heather. I was thinking about how my mother taught me. Who was a very good Episcopalian. She was a church musician, organist. Mm. And I grew up with with those things. I mean, she was a nurse. She was all kinds of things. I could do a whole podcast on my mom. She was an amazing woman. But uh, she told me, and as a child, that uh, this that Advent is a little Lent, and mm. what I, what we mean by that is that it's a penitential season. Mm. And so, in part of that idea is that we come with repentance. We come letting go of things. We become mm. with acknowledging our mm. you know the fact that we fall short. And that we don't always make it. And so that part of this idea of Advent, and it's that season of preparation, and it's preparing my heart as well as um, my mind, my thoughts, all those kinds of things in those moments. And I think that, you know, in some ways, it's I think there's an opportunity in Advent to invite people to slow down. Mm. To to really focus on what's important that it's not about getting all the right gifts necessarily or getting yeah. you know getting those or Christmas, giving all the right gifts giving yeah. all the right gifts and <laughs> yeah exactly or that's what I sort of kind of go into shopping and all those kinds of things that we do yeah and these days it's to be honest it's gotten a lot easier because I do most of my shopping online which is you know yes sir me fine. too <laughs> so but in a sense to rather than having them work this Christmas list. Let's try yeah. and invent or create or cultivate an Advent list, which really mm. prepares us. And, mm. and one of my favorite pictures about liturgy is that it's almost like it's a cadence. It's, a, it's this rhythm that we hear. It's almost like the you know a metronome, and it changes. Mm. And it's almost like the way I sort of look at it is, you know, I live my life, and I'm, I live typically in, you know, as most music is written, uh, popular music is in 4-4 four, four time. And Advent comes along and it's three, four or it's five, mm. eight. And it makes mm. me pay attention and think about things in a different way. And so well. I, that's what I want to, I would hope for to, to to gather people, you know, around this, these ideas of, of expectation and hope, you know, and and, mm. you know, the world is a messy place. It's a painful place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in a sense, I think that we've lost some people have lost the ability to hope. That it's going to get better mm. they're just mm. kind of going through the just they're just trying to get through the day you yeah know, and such and so to raise their 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 sort of vision to see something that is more here and that so there's all this longing and hope and all of this sort of thinking about you know this preparation those things but it's really comes to that christmas moment where christ comes into the world and all of a sudden the light of christ is made manifest and it dispels darkness and we have true uh, a true a true miracle happens as mm-hmm. God takes on human flesh so that he can redeem and save so that he can um, reconcile us to God. And, yeah. and um, you know, I think the thing is that one way to sort of look at Christmas is we can't think of Christmas or the incarnation without thinking of why Jesus came. And that ultimately was for the cross right. uh, and yeah. for his, you know, to shed his blood, to give his life so that we would be saved. And those, and that's where our hope is realized in so many ways.
1: I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm laughing and smirking. If you're just listening to this online, you, uh, you don't see the the facial expressions, which are hard for Heather to hide. But um, I was gonna say, I remember uh, at least at least one, if not more, conversations about potentially putting a crown of thorns on a Christmas tree. Um, Mm-hmm. as that reminder and, um, and and the resistance to that because we want our our Christmases to be um, you know joyful and happy and you know warm and all of those kinds of things. But I would also just I think it's a compelling invitation for us to um, live counterculturally because to be honest, that's really what we're called to, to, to mm-hmm. do as followers of Jesus. Um, to slow down in a season where everything seems to be at warp speed. To yeah. slow down and to, um, I love this idea of an advent list.
0: Yeah. Well, I, think I love that too, is that, you know, I mean, in that same idea, John Donne, the wonderful poet, but also mm. uh, the dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in London back in the 1600s. Uh, part of the Caroline Divines he um he one of his Christmas sermons he talks about how Jesus was born a martyr and yeah. that's the reality wow. that we have to sort of we have to we can't in a sense embrace Christmas without knowing the rest of that story of Jesus's yeah. story and so so part of it is that there's but there's great joy in this moment as well as much as we might mm-hmm. sort of think about that there's joy in oh. the work of Christ that you know, I mean, he saved my soul. He saved my life. And and for that, I, it's, that's the thing that, and that's, I guess, a part of what I love about liturgy and about li- the calendar, the church calendar, is mm. that it moves me through this story of salvation. Yeah. And it begins with this idea of a promise. And that's what Advent is. It's a promise that God is going to come. He's Absolutely. not going to leave us. And, yeah. and it moves me on to the place where eventually, you know, I go through the cross and, and uh for through death and resurrection until finally, you know, coming to the gift of the spirit and all those, those things. But it's a, it's this whole story, but I love also focusing on each sort of chapter that we're giving given in these moments. And, and in the season, once again, it's, it's not just that, you know, we celebrate the coming of Christ. And then, you know, after on the, on Epiphany, 12 days later, we, we remember the wise men and it's the revelation of Christ to the whole world, not just to the Jewish people. But right, to the, to the
1: outsiders, to the foreigners,
0: yeah. to the, yes, the, yes, and, yes. And these foreigners come and they pay homage <clears throat> to Christ, uh, to the baby Jesus, and maybe not a baby, that's a whole other uh, conversation right. probably. Probably a toddler, yeah. A toddler, yeah, <laughs> at that point, if we, if we really kind of understand uh, some of the history and reading the Gospels in that way. But the thing is, they, they come and they, they they recognize that there's something different about this child, about this mm. king mm-hmm. who was born. And they acknowledge yeah. that. And so, and, and so it's the revelation. Epiphany becomes this, this manifestation of the light of Christ to the whole world. And so, you know, that can be done with candles and light. Um, you know, yeah. I've, I've done one, one uh, thing that I've wanted to do and haven't pulled it off yet is like around epiphany as we coming up to it. I want to get out people with telescopes and let's go look at the stars oh. and let's look at the light of, of the of creation and and uh, these things are out idea. there and and to meditate and contemplate the heavens mm. in that moment. And mm. so I think there are things like that that we can do that um, are uh, wonderful kinds of moments that that complement, enhance, and once again I like the word cultivate. It cultivate in us. A, uh, a reverence they cultivate mm-hmm. in us a stillness a peace yeah. a peace that passes understanding and that's part of what i think that the whole uh this whole process this cycle of light is an opportunity for us to to walk as i said earlier to a different cadence to hear a different mm-hmm. rhythm mm-hmm. and to be uh, sort of set ourselves in tune another way when i think of penitential seasons like lent and advent it's almost like it's a tune up. Um, you know, I, mm. I play guitar and I have for for decades and such. And to get my guitar in tune takes some work. You know, yeah. I have to pay attention and I have to get things good. that. And so I need to be able to, in a sense, to have my let this be a season where I'm tuning myself up to the things that are truly important, the things that are eternal. And that's and that, that. And hope.
1: that speaks to that, that the the posture of repentance yeah. you know and what that requires and um i had a old testament professor that that equated repentance with re- realigning our lives with god and i mean i think that is such a a picture of what repentance is and these seasons these liturgical seasons um truly can be for our lives to realign ourselves with the with god's story and our part in it and the god that keeps his promises i mean to me that's the joy of mm-hmm. Advent and the expectation of Advent and the the celebration of Christmas is God has done what God said God was going to do. Yes, And yes, and we can celebrate that and God is faithful to to do what God has promised to do. And therefore God will be faithful for Christ to come again. Right. And, and for the kingdom to come in its fullness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to me, that is like that, that is the, the, the epitome of the joy of the season. And then Unfortunately, John, Oftentimes, we get to Christmas Day, and everyone's like, "Okay, it's over." Yes. <laughs> but you, you're speaking to what you know. We have the days of Christmas that follow, mm-hmm. and then we have Epiphany. So there is this greater and greater light coming, and then this revelation that comes yeah. uh, uh, with Epiphany. So um, we were talking about some some things that we've done to um, to kind of celebrate Epiphany before before we uh, hit record. So mm-hmm. I would be curious, like, how can we invite people into that? I love the idea of um, stargazing mm-hmm. and uh, um, considering the heavens uh, and that could certainly extend the season in a whole new way for for folks.
0: Right. What else? Well, I think, you know, part of it is this idea of, you know, if you just sort of think about the properties of light in and mm-hmm. of itself, that light, you know, one candle can dispel darkness but, you know, the idea of um, mm-hmm. we've done it before throughout sort of the post-Christmas and right up to Epiphany. You know, we've had depending. Uh, now I'm in Florida, so this is not you know the yeah. He has, not see, the
1: same. he has a sand sand. He has like a sand man right. instead of a snowman. That's I don't
0: it, know. That's <laughs> something like that, but something but, like that. But uh, part of it is you know doing uh, you know, like bonfire uh, type moment mm. things that mm-hmm. really sort of reinforce this idea that light has come into the world and and yeah. what you know what are the properties of light? I I uh, my uh, grandson was born and he um, was jaundiced. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. One of the properties I learned from going through that is what they did is they gave him light therapy. Right. And in doing so, light was actually a healing agent as well. And so I think yeah. that, that what let's mm-hmm. think about all these different properties of light. It illumines. It gives it can give warmth. It can heal. It can do these kinds of things. And I think finding those moments where we can, in a sense, invite people to consider those kinds of things to, to you know, um, Once again, this people. Advent starts with this people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and how does that light uh, manifest itself in in our lives? And so, yes. as far as the specific kinds of things, I think there are lots of creative things. I know that lots of times I go looking on Instagram or or you know, Pinterest <laughs> or those kinds of things for for that sort of for for the ideas there. And there are some creative things that are out there that mm-hmm. have, have been done, and maybe we can link to some of those uh, as a part of this. But
1: the show notes, um, yeah,
0: yeah, the show notes and things like that. I know that I've done that in some of the other blogs that I've written on on these seasons and such. But I just think the thing is that it's. It's really getting people to pause, to consider, and to mm. think about something other than the, the meal that they have to fix or the presents they have to buy or wrap yep. or the decorations that have to go up, those kinds of things. I mean, what, one thing I like about Advent, flipping back a little bit to that, is that in our church, what we do is we don't have really any—there's no Christmas decorations in Advent. Mm. We, have, we have evergreens, um, mm-hmm. and we sort of do a hanging of the greens. And Mm -hmm. so and then later at Christmas, those things can be uh, sort of accentuated with some some Christmas ornaments and things like that. And it just speaks to the evergreen nature of of the gospel, you know, that Mm -hmm. it is it is a uh, it is always it is a constant, you know, even regardless of the seasons. And so there there are things like that to remind us there are some all kinds of symbols uh, that can remind us of the truth behind. These, these seasons of Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany.
1: Yeah, I, I will never forget the first dinner church I started. We actually did, I guess, a Christmas Eve Eve service um, because of where Christmas fell that year and um, uh, with the dinner church community. And we lit candles and we sang Silent Night. And some of these folks were, you know, de-churched um, And uh, many were unchurched. And it was such a powerful, sweet moment. Everyone was so touched Mm -hmm. as we passed the light from one to the other and sang Silent Night together. So um, I know in different contexts, we've done that in um, public spaces and community spaces with the Christmas Eve service and in a a public um, like square or whatever Mm -hmm. where uh, where the light was passed. Uh, and um, I think you and I, uh, um, uh, we were talking about the epiphany marking the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, folks have, that was a, tr- a tradition in the early church where the priest would go from house to house and pray a blessing and mark the door with the the year and then the initials of the the three wise men potentially, but also, right. <laughs> right. So Christus, um, I'm, I'm trying oh, to gosh. remember what it means now, um, Benedict. In, anyway, I'm going to mess it up, but it's CMB and <clears throat> Casper and Malchior and Balthazar. Um, but then I can't, I forget what the Latin is, but, but it, saying that I was going to do that, there were friends of church members that weren't a part of the church that thought that was just the most wonderful thing that I was invited to their house to play, pray a blessing over their house and mark the door with the year. Mm-hmm. And... Um, And it was a way to um, invite people into recognizing that light that was, you know, that was coming into the world and the light of Christ um, in a way that maybe, you know, maybe people weren't accustomed to. So there are opportunities like that, too. Um, You know, one of the things we've been talking about this this um, season and these first couple of episodes is just the kind of golden window of sorts that the holiday season is And there is a greater openness Mm -hmm. to life in the church and gathering with the church. And maybe, um, you know, maybe it's a part of the tradition growing up, even if you're not a part of a church at this point in time, or maybe it's, um, it feels like a, um, an open invitation that's not always there, but yeah, but, but I think this is a, um, certainly an opportune time for us to invite people into this advent journey and um and what follows
0: yeah well i think part of what you're saying there too and what i what i'm hearing and reminded of in that moment is that just in this season the world seems a little better and Mm, and what i mean what i mean by that is that people are a little bit more open yeah there's a little more kindness just generally sort of speaking there's a there's a you know, uh, an openness to, to being kind and compassionate and generous and to, to folks that are around us, you know, it might be little things like, you know, just opening the door for folks. And, you know, those little, those little manifestations yeah. of, of goodness in the world. And I think that's something that in a sense that we can, uh, accentuate, we can sort of emphasize that this is, this is the way that we're supposed to be. And and yep. once again, I go mm. back to that first that thing about the transfiguration. This is what we were destined for.
1: We mm. were destined
0: for the kingdom,
1: and mm-hmm. and this
0: is the 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 beginning of that that kingdom journey that we're given uh, in in Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. It's the sort of the first steps, if you will. Mm, it's not yeah, the, it's not yeah. the rest of the story that's going to come right. to us, but it's this idea that this is this is my hope. And at times that hope is realized, I actually touch it. It's a tactile thing. I feel it deep in, in who I am as a person. And that's what I hope that people experience most of all, as they walk through these, these seasons that, you know, some people are just going to run through it and they'll, you know, get to get past it. That's what, you know, some people, that's what they, they sort of approach it, but there's an invitation for all of us to be still. To, and mm-hmm. to know that he is God, to be still and to feel his presence and to and to maybe toss a prayer to. And maybe those prayers are nothing like, you know, I mean, I work with a book of common prayer, which is all kinds of wonderful prayers and vocabulary. But it's just those simple prayers of God, help me. You know, yeah. God, I need you. And uh, mm-hmm. and just those kinds of things. And I hope that people that's my hope in, in, the, in this season is that they will experience the very presence of God manifesting Christ coming into this world. And that's mm-hmm. really the the message of these seasons.
1: Thank you, John. There, uh, When I'm thinking about the season of Advent, I'm thinking about the Advent calendars that you can find everywhere. I think you and I need to, we need to put together our Fresh Expressions Advent calendar. I'd love
0: it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's
1: do it. Yeah, Let's do it. <laughs>
0: we should. And I bet you we could get that out. And, uh, and have I that think proposed. we could. Yeah. We
1: might be, we're, we're recording this early enough that maybe we could do that. Don, is there anything that you haven't said or uh, something that you would like to add to what we've discussed today? Well,
0: I I would point you back. Just first of all, there are a lot of we I know I wrote a blog, I think it was a year ago that has a bunch of specific ideas in it. Um, I didn't sort of review that in preparation for this, just sort of more thinking uh, about the theme, Mm -hmm. the theme of this uh, season, these seasons in the year. So I'd refer you back to the Fresh Expressions, uh, FreshExpressions.com, go to the articles and Look back a few pages and you'll see some things on on Advent uh, that we've done in awesome. the past. And so that's going to be some good resources for you on it. And um, I just want to, you know, in a sense, say, I hope everyone has a wonderful Advent. I, I'll end mm. with this. A good Advent makes a great Christmas.
1: Mm. Mm. That's good stuff. John, I have asked everyone this season to pray for our listeners. Would you close us out with yeah. a word of prayer? I sure Thank will. Thank you.
0: Let's pray. Lord, you are so gracious to us, and we are, you are so kind, and, and you give us these kinds of moments where we can uh, maybe pause for a moment from the hectic world in which we live. And I pray for everyone listening, Lord, that they would uh, know your presence, that as we enter into these sort of rich days of the church calendar, mm-hmm. um, as we enter these moments, Lord, that you would make yourself known, that you would surprise us with your presence and she would show us things that we haven't seen before and that uh, this would be a time of discovery of the very goodness of almighty God. And Lord, we pray that you would do this in us and for us and to us and through us. And uh, for all these things, we give thanks and praise and it's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so, so much, John. Look forward to um, all that's to come and the season to come. And um, we just give thanks for all that you have brought to the conversation today.
0: Thank you, Heather. Great to be with you as always.
1: Fresh Expressions is a worldwide movement of everyday missionaries who want to see churches thrive in the places we live, work, eat, and play by leveraging the creativity and endurance of the inherited church. To learn a simple five-phase process for starting a new expression of church, go to freshexpressions.com backslash how to start. Want to learn more from the Fresh Expressions team? Head over to freshexpressions.com slash training to learn ways we can work together to provide coaching, training, and inspiration for your church or organization. You can also get more resources like this on FX Connect, an online community full of other church leaders passionate about reaching new people in new places. Access our entire library of practical and inspiring training materials and connect with other church leaders at fxconnectus.org. Season four of the Fresh Expressions podcast is hosted by me, Heather Jalad. It's edited by Joel Limbaum and produced by Jeanette Statz, Kathleen Blackie, and Chris Morton. Our national director is Dr. Christopher Backert. If you have learned something or been encouraged by this podcast, please help us spread the word. You can give us a review on Apple Music or Spotify and share this episode on social media. Now, may God bless you in your work for the kingdom.